your state, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. This is the same Purdue team that beat fifth-ranked Virginia by 29. My friends, Burke with a 25-footer. Got it! Bang! A ring! Deshaun Burke! 63 to 52, Nebraska. Sports Nightly during the holidays is presented by the Woodhouse Auto Family. With over 6,000 new and pre-owned vehicles in stock, visit woodhouse.com to browse the entire inventory. Now, let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin. And we're here just for an hour tonight, different locations. I'm in studio, Ben's over at Pinnacle Bank Arena as the Oscars sat to welcome the Iowa Hawkeyes. And we certainly all remember the last time Iowa was here back in March where Nebraska scored 16 points in the last minute of the game, final regular season game of the year. Thrilling come-from-behind win in overtime with a big red. Nebraska hoping to find some of that magic tonight at PBA. Uh, we'll be uh, checking in with Ben throughout the hour. He'll uh, be standing by with some special guests. And, you know, you and I were um, – I was not present for that Iowa game. I was calling some baseball. We were down in Waco, Texas. I can't remember if you went to the game or not, but that was unbelievable, that final minute last March to wrap up the regular season. Yeah, that was kind of the start of the – unexpected run that that those seven players put together and nebraska was so hamstrung with injuries at that point and really wasn't a ton to play for other than uh you know the seniors on the roster but it was a a crazy finish to the game thor had maybe his biggest impact to a game in uh in his career uh, at that time and sealed the game with a block shot but yeah that was a definitely a crazy finish and uh, there was a couple of times in, in Glenn Watson, at least, career that uh, he had a really memorable performance against Iowa uh, twice in his career. And, yeah, that was a huge win and kind of launched them into that Big Ten tournament. Johnny True Blood, Tanner Borkart were heroes on that day for Nebraska. And I'm sure because a lot of these guys for Iowa are back, Ben. You know they have to remember that as they walked in the building earlier today for their shoot-around and as they uh, get ready to get for this one tonight at 8 o'clock. Yeah, uh, obviously, Fran McCaffrey runs his system to a certain way and, and has for a long time and has a lot of those parts back. One piece that's missing that uh, Iowa's certainly trying to make things work without is point guard Jordan Bohannon uh, out for the year. But uh, Luca Garza is playing as good as anybody in the conference right now and could be a, uh, an all-Big Ten pick when this thing is will be an all-Ten pick maybe a player of the year when this thing's all said and done. He's averaging over 22 points and 10 rebounds a game, and uh, Joe Wieskamp's coming off a great year. He's uh, obviously a very good offensive threat for Iowa, too, and the big question is how have they adjusted and how will they adjust their, their system without Bohannon running the point? But, um, you know, we'll see how this thing works and what they throw at Nebraska here tonight, but one thing's for certain, it's all going to run through Luca Garza because he's one of the best in Nebraska's uh, without a, quite a bit of size down low. Yeah, Garza had 44 against Michigan in one of those games played back in December. He'll be a handful tonight for the Huskers. Big game for both teams. Both teams 1-2 and two in conference play. Iowa has the better overall record with 10 wins already in the bank for Fran McCaffrey's team. Iowa's been ranked at times this year. They had a couple of good wins out in Las Vegas back in December. 
Uh, so they've had some good moments this year, but I think the loss of Bohannon is going to really affect them as they make their way through conference play over the next two months, but we'll see. But both teams, one and two, headed for an 807 tip tonight between the Huskers and the Hawkeyes. We'll be uh, talking about that throughout the hour here tonight. Also, a um, couple of things uh, that it, as it relates to Husker football that have popped today. The athletic department's website, Ben, has revealed that the spring game date has been selected, and you're going to actually get a chance to go. It's going to be April the 18th, so put it on your calendar, Husker fans. The 18th of April. We haven't announced a time. They'll wait for BTN to pick some television windows for that day, but April 18th will be the spring game. Husker baseball will also be home that weekend, entertaining the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. So I know a lot of Husker fans kind of are anxious and want to know when that date is to to plan some spring activities. It's locked in stone uh, on April the 18th. Also, kind of the end of the, the Mo Washington story. Of course, the announcement came out late last week that he is no longer a part of the program. He has officially entered the transfer portal. And, Ben, he did tweet out uh, a message this afternoon that said, I'd like to thank everyone who helped me and believed in me on this journey. Nothing but love for Husker Nation. So pretty classy exit by Maurice Washington. Yeah, I mean, the the last word of that sentence is, however, the most uh, disappointing part, the exit. Um, you know, this this coaching staff, as Nate and I talked about this last night too, the, the most disappointing part was this coaching staff gave him multiple, multiple chances, even after his situation uh, in California, to kind of right the ship and prove to not only his teammates and to himself, but these coaches that, that he wanted to be here and wanted to be a part of this team. Unfortunately, you know, just, just didn't quite do the things necessary or even, you know, when you make those types of mistakes, you'd like to see him even overachieve in certain areas, and he just he, he couldn't commit to doing that. And I think ultimately it did lead into that word that, that we just talked about, the, the exit into uh, of the program. And, and, you know, for him, I don't know what's left in his book, what chapters uh, are left in his book to write, but uh, one thing's for sure, it won't be at Nebraska. You wish, you know, the young man could, could make better decisions just with his life and be a productive member of society and uh, get some education, be a good husband, be a good father, and be a good, you know, mentor to somebody and hopefully use this as a learning experience. But um, we'll have to follow him from afar because, as we said, he's no longer a Husker. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that he, he tweeted something like that today. That was a nice send-off for him and, and a good good side of maybe a little bit of maturity for Maurice. And you're right, we'll just watch from afar and see uh, where he goes from here. Busy night, Big Ten basketball. Tim gave you the scores at the top during the ticker. Huge matchup in College Park tonight between Ohio State and Maryland. Ohio State's been stumbling in the last couple of weeks with some losses, including a home loss to Wisconsin on Friday night. Uh, that followed up a loss to West Virginia in their last non-conference game. They're out of the gate quick tonight, up 8 nothing on Maryland. Penn State and Rutgers are playing. Rutgers leads 4-3 to early in that matchup in Piscataway. Of course, the Huskers face Rutgers on Friday night. And, Ben, they're going to need a much better effort tonight if they want to pull off a, an upset over, Ohio, over Iowa. The Hawkeyes are in last check, an 8.5-point favorite in this game tonight. The effort needs to be better. As I went back and broke that game down against Rutgers, I just I didn't like a, a, some of the effort that I saw from the Big Red. They're going to have to play harder, smarter, and hopefully maybe some shots can drop for them tonight. That's where it's going to have to start with this team every single night. The, the results we, we've conceded are going to be inconsistent at best uh, on the scoreboard 
A lot of it's depending on matchups. A lot of it's depending on how well Nebraska is shooting. But the one constant, the one consistent needs to be the effort. They need to put the effort in for 40 minutes, and I think that's how the coaching staff is going to critique this team. I think they kind of understand themselves that this is going to be a pretty erratic result-driven team, but one thing that's non-negotiable is playing hard for 40 minutes, and I think that's what you look for every single night. When that's not happening, that's where the frustration comes in. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what the, the Huskers run out there tonight. You'd like to think anytime you're playing at home, the energy level is going to be there, but... Um, the learning experience with Rutgers. You hope they feel uh, from that and learn from that and come out with a much better effort here tonight against Iowa and more like the, the effort against Purdue and you know even the uh, the juice that they gave Indiana on the road. But um, you knew Rutgers was going to beat them up inside and just try and get inside that restricted circle and make a living there, and they did. Uh, Iowa has potential to do that tonight with Garza. I think Rutgers 1 through 5 is a lot more physical than, than Iowa will be. But the matchup of the young man from France out there right now, uh, Yvonne Drago and, and uh, Luca Garza is going to be could be the, the difference in the game tonight. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Rutgers on the whole is probably a more physical team than Iowa. I do think Iowa scores at an easier clip than Rutgers does, particularly without Geo Baker, who the, the Scarlet Knights did not have in that Friday game. Iowa knows how to put the ball in the basket. That, that's the strength of their team. That always has been the strength of Fran McCaffrey. But they'll also let you score, too. I mean, they don't, they don't guard you maybe as hard as a lot of teams in this league will. They don't protect the rim nearly as well as Rutgers did with Johnson down inside. So there'll be opportunities for Nebraska to score. And the Huskers have to, have to also make some shots. It's been a tough stretch here for Deshaun Burke. He has not shot the ball very well. Um, Kavas has really struggled throughout the year. That's been maybe the biggest puzzle to me. I thought he would be a much more dynamic three-point shooter than he has been to this point. But there'll be some chances for Nebraska with Cam Mack leading the break to get some easy buckets and transition and maybe hang in this game. All right, um, what do you have planned for us here tonight? Well, rumor has it that uh, Kent Pavelka is signed on the dotted line to come on the show. So we'll see if I can twist his arm to, to come on here and uh, grace the good state of Nebraska with his uh, angelic vocal cords. Very good. All right, so KP coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Ben McLaughlin is courtside and set up now with Ken Pavelka, who's all fired up and ready for this one tonight. Ben? Ken Pavelka is set up with me. What time did you, did you get her all locked in here today, KP? You know the answer to that. I get here. After breakfast? Head four, on four hours before, let's see, what time did I get here? I got here about um, a little before three when they shoot around, and then uh, I record. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Our coach's show is, <laughs> is not recorded. It's you, you live. You think about right? what you're going to say to him. I think about what I'm going to say to the coach, yeah. you know, watch him shoot around. I got here about three. Well, Rutgers happened. Uh, worst fear happened. Those dudes were just going to crash the glass, get in there, and just bully Nebraska around. How much of that recipe are other teams going to copy i don't know uh that other teams will follow that recipe to the extent that rutgers uh did and will later on again this month when we return the game in scataway i think they're kind of uniquely built that way um miles johnson looked like first team all big 10 didn't he for a five along with luca garza we'll see tonight but iowa's different you know iowa iowa will get the ball up and down the floor you know, Rutgers is kind of like your 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 grandfather's Big Ten team. You know, the big 
half court punish you uh, kind of style. But no question about it that Nebraska is. Uh, it's got liabilities. One of one of those things is si- lack of size, and um, you know. But that in and of itself, what wasn't the reason? I, I think that Rutgers beat Nebraska so soundly. I, you know, a, a bunch of different things. It started, I think, because Nebraska didn't could not contain their guards. They get the ball in the paint. Help comes up. Nobody on the backside. They make baskets because they're high percentage shots. You're taking the ball out of the net instead of you know off the rim, and you can't run, which is Nebraska's game. So I mean, the dominoes fell as a result of not defending on the perimeter. Yeah, we, we in basketball we use the word matchup a lot, and Nebraska did not match up well with Rutgers. I think if we're using that word matchup, this is probably a team that stylistically Nebraska does match up well with because they would both want to do the same thing and Iowa's not going to take Nebraska out of what they want to do. Does that give you a little optimism for tonight? Yeah. A little bit. Not a ginormous amount. I mean they're they're still really big. Um, as Coach Hoisberg said about Rutgers, same thing is true for Iowa. They they are big big at every position. Um, but yeah, they, they'll they want to get the ball up and down the floor and I think that is, you know, is is what Nebraska wants to wants to wants to do, obviously, and it's better suited to do uh, in a game where the opponent does the same thing. Where is this team at its best? We're about halfway through the year now. You've obviously called every one of these. When when Nebraska's been at their best, Purdue playing well at Indiana, uh, you know, other games in, in the Caymans or whatever the be- the best performance was. Where, where where is this team at its best? Playing good enough defense that you're not giving up high percentage uh, shots and therefore you're rebounding and then you're running. Um, so uh, again, uh, and then on the offensive end, I, I go back to the way Nebraska played and the way they looked at the way they looked at Indiana. The ball just moves relentlessly and. Um, I've not seen that as as much since Purdue, you know, against any of the teams Nebraska's played since those those two games, the game at Indiana and the home game against Purdue. When they move the ball, uh, when it does not stick in the half court, uh, and when they're scoring in transition, that's when they're at their best. You look at, uh, we've already talked about them a lot tonight, and you'll talk about them a lot in your pregame show, but Luca Garza is going to be kind of the, the star that everyone circles tonight and young man down here we're watching warm up right now greener with the uh france shorts on wearing red uh ivan who's walking off oh he's gonna he's gonna draw the matchup what, what have you made of of him both far so far here in his career you know not really playing anything like this competition before ivan yeah oh he's one of my favorites uh, i mean just in terms of the he, he's a really really nice neat guy and, and a nice young man i, I think he's got uh, a i think he's got considerable up upside um i, I uh, you know he doesn't have the skills to, to face up against the basket and play beyond 10 12 feet away um i thought you were going to ask me what i what i thought about garza um and then when you looked out on the floor, I thought you were talking about Creener. He, he's one of the, this Ryan Creener is really, really good player for, for Iowa. Really, underrated. he went off against us in Iowa City last year. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that was unexpectedly. A, yeah, yeah, because Garza was coming back from injury. That's that right. Um, you want to talk about Garza now? Yeah, let's do it. Well, what do you want to talk about? Scored forty-four at Michigan. Now let's talk about something else. I mean, I mean, he he's. Uh, 
Honest to goodness, I, I don't know when I started watching them, seriously. Um, it was before the Rutgers game, but I truly believe right now that he is the front runner. In my opinion, he is the front runner for Big Ten Player of the Year as of now. He's he's that he's that good. Well, the thing that makes him so good is he he's not just a typical five back to the basket guy. You know, like you see Tillman from Michigan State or you know some of these other bigs. He he'll shoot it. He'll put it on the deck. He'll drive by it. He's got a mid range. He shoots good free. I mean, he does everything well. There's not there's not anything that he doesn't do well. Yeah, he's shot 34 threes. He's made 13 of them, so he's right at a little under 40 percent on threes. Um, and he just swallows the ball when he gets the ball in the, in the paint. Uh, I mean, you are defenseless. Even Ivan will be, to a degree, defenseless if he catches it inside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, he's really, really impressive. Okay, when we go to the other side and um, talk about Nebraska's offense, they didn't shoot well against Rutgers, and there's been a handful of those games where they're not shooting well. What, what do you anticipate tonight, Coach Hoiberg, uh, throwing in the offensive game plan to, to hopefully get some some easy looks. Well, I don't know that that's the problem. I think against Iowa, the problem is their defense. They'll change defenses a lot, and you better you better bring your cerebral game uh, tonight if you're Nebraska offensively, uh, because it's going to require. Um, changing up what you do offensively I, you know it's cliche-ish but uh, what I want to see is just have them run good offense and if the shots aren't falling so be it I, did, I, I just haven't seen enough of that kind of offense since uh, again I'll go back to Indiana and Purdue uh, so run good enough offense that you're good, getting good looks and then just uh, hopefully they'll, they'll shoot better than what they are on average for the season, which isn't very good, 42%. Uh, and how about hitting some free throws? How about that for a concept? That, that would be good. They are called free for a reason. Yeah, 59, uh, 59%. They've been anything but free for Nebraska this year. Uh, going back to changing you defenses. You turn up that uh, PA any louder yeah, for that's us? What, that's what I'm thinking is if we get that get a, little a little louder, louder, louder in your headset. Yeah. Um, that's what they did. Iowa to Nebraska last year in Iowa City. You know, I remember you know Coach Miles was going through the game plan and uh, they had a lot of things ready to go for uh, the game for man to man, and they switched to zone, and Nebraska couldn't figure it out. Yeah, that's where the whole thing flipped. So yeah, maybe some more of that again tonight. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, the the pace of the of the offense uh, came to a grinding halt. Um, so we'll see. I, I mean, this is. Uh, we're at the stage here, you know, one and two, but it feels worse than that, you know. And so this team uh, really, really, really needs something good to happen tonight. Playing at home, I mean, crazier things have happened. Uh, and, you know, being around the team some yesterday, I know this is still kind of new for them, too, to play in this building. And, you know, these these fans are still kind of figuring these guys out, too. They are. And I don't think we've seen anything close to a vintage uh Pinnacle Bank Arena crowd yet this year. Uh, you go back to Purdue; it was pretty good. But uh, you know, if I'm this team and I'm this coaching staff, I'm I'm still thinking: um, Is this the old Peggy Lee song? Is that all there is? You know. Let's hope not. Yeah, let's hope not. Uh, one thing I'm curious to ask you about too, and I know you've seen some practice and you've heard these coaches talk about is what Nebraska doesn't have right now. You know, Shamil Stevenson, Derek Walker, and Delano Banton going through really tough time right now not being able to play. And 
every time I'm around these guys at practice or, or whatever and you see you see those guys sitting on the side, pretty difficult because, you, you you know, they, they could be adding a ton to this team right now. Yeah, and you throw Teddy Allen into yeah. the mix and then uh, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name, the, the young man that just announced he, on, on Twitter that uh, he's coming from uh, Juco Big. Yeah, transfer forward. from TCU. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget Billy Gillespie's guard, uh, Japanese kid, I, I, I think, yeah. has committed. Yeah. So, but the four, we're the three you alluded to, the guys on the bench right now, and then Teddy Allen. I, I you just, I, I kind of dream about what that's going to be like. Um, and, you know, to some degree, to a large degree, this is going to be a new team again next year. Yeah. If you think about it, you know. So. Um, you know, this is going to be a, a process, and uh, I, I guess we pretty much are getting what, what you can expect when you've got 14 out of 16 players on the on the roster that are brand new. You use the word expect. I mean, expectations was unfair for this team, and no, nobody had any idea what to expect. But now that you're halfway through the year, what, what have you made of, of what you've seen? Just in terms of the personnel, all these guys not knowing each other, these coaches coaching together, uh, you know, how, how they're the coaches talking amongst themselves in the huddle, you know, Doc running the defense and, you know, Gates sticking around and, of course, Coach, Coach Hoiberg as well. How does this kind of all fit together? Well, I just think it's just um, you get sick of this one too, but it is what it is. And I think you got a roster of guys that are, are really nice players, uh, you don't have any all Big Ten players on this team. You know, you probably don't have any NBA players on this team. Um, it's all about players, as Barry Switzer used to say when he talked about, you know, uh, the head-to-head matchup with Coach Osborne, you know. It's all about players. We have better players in Nebraska. We beat Nebraska. That's pretty much how it works, you know. What do it's I got to do to do the broadcast like that tonight? Straight Barry Switzer for forty minutes. <laughs> In character, right? Can I, can I talk to you? Can I talk you into that? Maybe might give me more than fifty minutes warning. <laughs> he got eighty six forty one to my to my count. Eighty six to forty one. We got eighty six minutes thirty seven seconds to go. And Coach Osborne's a good coach, and we had better players. We had Billy Sims. And we had we had Buster Rhymes. Did you ever? Did you and ever everybody like Buster Rhymes? Did you ever interview him, Switzer? Barry? Yeah. Well, just, yeah, I did, yeah. What do you think? Just pretty much, you know, he is. <laughs> he, he, he was a deal, you know. <laughs> he, was a, he was a dandy. Oh, man. And I know I know you've interviewed Bob Knight. Oh, my. That's that's one of the best stories you've got. Isn't that a great story? We don't have time for it, do we? I think we got time for it. We have time for it. Well, it was 1974, 5, or 6. I can't remember. It's <laughs> yeah, a, long time, a long time ago, but we went to... We went and played in Bloomington, Indiana. Indiana had two holiday tournaments. They hosted one in Bloomington. They hosted one in Indianapolis. And we went there, played. Indiana was in it. Creighton was in it. SMU was in it. I was in, like, my second year doing the games. I didn't know Bob Knight from, you know, <laughs> from from uh, Joe Wee's camp, right? And so, and I, they used to send me off by myself to do the games, you know, carrying all the equipment, no color. I, I wasn't there to, to keep you in line. Right. I, I had no help. And, and But one of the things that, you know, nature would call once a game at halftime, so I would try to get a halftime interview recorded. 
on, on my cassette recording uh, recorder. So I'm I'm in the in, in assembly hall looking around, thinking, well, I got to get a three minute interview with somebody. This is like three hours before the game, you know, and um, and uh, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. And somebody said, well, there's the Indiana coach, Bob Knight. I said, oh, oh great, good idea. So I'll, I walk up to Coach Knight, introduce myself to him, you know, just trying to explain what I was doing and I explained to him that I did the games for Nebraska. It was really nice to be there. Thank you very much for your hospitality. I was wondering Butter them all up. Wonder if I could get a, I was just curious whether or not I could get like a three minute interview with you on recorded so I could play it back at halftime. I didn't tell him because I had to use the restroom, but I you know but so uh, I went through all this and he looks down his nose at me and says you got 30 seconds. And I, and I I just about melted. I just about turned into butter. You know, what do you, I mean, it's such a demeaning response. Did, did you, know? you use your allotted time or did you just say, I did. heck with it, I'm out of here. I, no, I should have, though. <laughs> you would have now. I would now. You would have yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, he, I mean, he had a, he, a way of disarming you. Let me put it that way. Is that is that why you had so much vinegar in you when his son was acting like a twelve year old in Lubbock? I never. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Like oh man, father like son. One <laughs> <laughs> of the all time. Looks like all star. Yeah, he's acting like a twelve year old. <laughs> Sit down, Pat. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, Charles. I think was it Charles Richardson who hit the uh, shot? Or, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, to beat him. Oh man, that's he got hilarious. thrown out. They they, uh, they we're, threw him out. We're letting out gym. some of the best broadcasting secrets right now, Kent. There's, are we on the air? Yeah, I think <laughs> as far as I know, we still are. I don't think they've turned us off. Um, well, what do you think? What do we got to do tonight to get a win? Besides score more points than them. Um, <sighs> <laughs> Still thinking about Bob Knight, aren't you? No, I just think you know. Obviously, you know, you got to be more effective defensively. Get get some defensive rebounds, run and score, um, and, and, and in the half court, if you're running good offense, just got to hit some shots. You know, have a good night shooting the ball, and they they could be in it. Okay, well, we'll let you out of here with that. That was. Greg said he won an award-winning segment. It might win an award, but I don't know for what. Yeah, it might be an award for the best last broadcast ever. <laughs> we, we certainly covered a lot of areas, didn't we? Yeah, we you did. got a Barry Switzer impression in there, Bob Knight story. I don't know what else they could want from us. Skip this off at, right at 8 o'clock. What do they want from us, really? Yeah, yeah. What do you want from me? Greg, you better take it away or this, this is going to get out of control. Great stuff. Love KP's iPod going off in the middle of that interview. You could hardly hear you guys here for yeah, a while. He, but He's got his favorite songs is Kent, is Kent still hooked up? I he am. Is. This uh, Hey, KP, Happy New Year. Thanks, Greg. Um, you too, man. This league race is going to be wild. Who, who do you like in this conference race? Kind of hard to pick a favorite to me. Wow, it sure is. I mean, you know, a month ago I would have said Michigan State probably is not it. Now I'm thinking they, they well maybe. Uh, it's it's hard. I mean, you know, you you look at the standings now. You got to like. I'll tell you the teams. Two teams I really like, and I don't know that they'll be in it at the end. But I like Penn State and Rutgers both. Uh, and Maryland, Michigan State. Michigan's one and two. So I mean. Probably too early to know, but got a lot of capable teams out there. Going to be fun two months. All right, what, have what do you think? What do you think, Greg? Um, yeah, I was. I'm with. I still would. I never bet against Tom Izzo. Uh, I just yeah. think he's going to have that group 
there toward the end. Uh, I, I like Ohio State's team, too. I think he'll oh, get yes. that thing going. Absolutely, Chris yeah. Holtman. Yep. All right, have a good call okay, tonight. Man. All right. Thanks, boys. Ben, you can stick around, can't you? As far as I know, if you if you want, if really want me back after that, I suppose I can. All right, Ben's with us. Hey, phone lines are open eight six six Oscar one eight six six four eight seven five three seven. One more sports highlight coming up. A couple of minutes left for sports highlight. Top of the hour men's basketball coverage with Ken Fabelka and Jake Muehlheisen. Oscar's home to the Iowa Hawkeyes tonight. Wraps up a five game homestand for the Big Red that started with that big win over Purdue. Maybe Ben it could end with a big win over Iowa. Who knows? Let's see if that can happen tonight. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Pretty big underdog tonight. Um, you know, you hope uh, the Oscar crowd's going to be good. You know, there's going to be a fair amount of Hawkeye fans here. You know, anytime they got a chance to beat Nebraska in anything, their fans are going to show up. So, hopefully, our crowd's louder than theirs, and we give them something to cheer about. Yeah, it'd be disappointing if there's a lot of black and gold in the arena. You're probably right. There's going to be some that gets in there, but hopefully, the Husker Husker Nation turns out and cheers on this team tonight. I, I really hope we see better effort. I, I was disappointed in stretches Friday night in that Rutgers game. I just I didn't like the body language at times of these guys, and, and hopefully they've had a couple good days of practice and, and lay it on the line tonight. I know they're undersized in a lot of these games in the Big Ten, Ben. They're going to be they're going to lack the talent that the other team and the other bench has, but you can make up for that if you just play all out, and, and I didn't see that the other night. I hope I see more of that tonight. Well, it's, uh, sooner or later, you just got to stop using it as an excuse because it's going to be the case every single night in the league. They're going to be undersized, they're going to be undermanned, and they're probably going to be big uh, underdogs on the glass. So, I mean, that's just something this team's going to have to get used to and, and find a way to make up for it in other areas. And, you know, I don't know what, what necessarily that, that is. I don't know if it's just the same thing every single night or if it's, um, you know, one thing one night, another area, another that you make up for that. But... Uh, that's certainly going to be the case tonight, Nebraska being undersized and, and outmanned in a lot of areas. Hawkeye Network is reporting that C.J. Frederick is not playing tonight for Iowa. out with a foot injury. got hurt in their Penn State game the other day. They darn near beat Penn State the other day. They had the lead a lot of that chunk of that game to the Iowa Hawkeyes. Penn State got them at the end. Update the school board, Maryland. Has come from behind. They dug a big hole early against Ohio State at home, but they rallied. They're up 28-22 at the half. And nearing the half, it's Penn State up 33-28 on Rutgers on the road. So Penn State looking to get a win. Iowa and Penn State did something really cool over the weekend. They played at the Palestra, which is a old basketball cathedral in the heart of Philadelphia, which has been home to all those big five games in Philadelphia for years and years and years. The building's like 100 years old. That's where Penn State played Iowa over the weekend. I thought that was really cool that they did that. And again, Penn State got a nice win. And I, I agree with, with KP. He said this earlier in the hour, Ben. I like that Penn State team. Pat Chambers has done a pretty good job. They've given him a long leash there at Penn State to get something done. I know they made a big run in the NIT a couple years ago, but he has by far his best team and really looks like he's got that program up and running. Well, Stevens was a, a big part of that. You know, we were talking about just a second ago, Garza, and what he could potentially be at the end of the year. I think Stevens could certainly be in that conversation for Penn State as well. And the one thing that I think, you know, if you're a, a leader at the University of Penn State and you're looking at, uh, you know, evaluating what, what direction your program's going, one thing that Pat Chambers has done that is really difficult to do at Penn State, and they couldn't look past despite the wins and losses, he's recruited Philadelphia. He's been able to get those guys from Philly in to Penn State, and there's a very, very 
good crop of players out of that area every year. Very talent-rich with basketball, but uh, Pat Chambers has been able to get a few of those guys to Penn State, and you know as we've, those guys have been difference makers, and you're starting to see that right now. He's had a couple of good recruiting classes in a row, and you know some of those guys have developed into really, really all-league-type players. Sure have. All right, what are you hanging there with the boys tonight? What do you got going here? Yeah, that's that's the rumor. I'm going to be uh, sitting here and making sure that they keep them hands to themselves, and there's no hand fighting, and everybody gets through the broadcast the way that uh, that it needs to happen. So, Jake and I will try not to gang up on Kent too bad tonight. All right, sounds good. See you over there in a few minutes. Ben McLaughlin over courtside at PBA. The Huskers get ready to take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Ben and Nate will drive you through the next couple of nights, including tomorrow night's men's basketball show during hour number two. Assistant coach Armand Gates will be in studio tomorrow night for an hour. I'll be back with you all on Friday night. Enjoy the game. Huskers and Hawkeyes from PBA. Always fun when these two get together. Last year's game, the last regular season game of the year in Nebraska, that amazing comeback in the last minute to win that one in OT. Maybe we'll see some dramatic things like that in tonight. Stay tuned. Pre-game coverage coming up on the other side. Thanks to Tim and Brett and all of you for listening to our one-hour show, Husker Hoops 6.